Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope that you are doing very, very well. A welcome and a thank you to our newest patron over at Patreon, Luke Burgess. We appreciate your support, Luke, and to all of our other patrons who allow us to do what we do with the website and the podcast here possible. So thank you so much for your support. Uh, we're here to talk about the uh, yesterday's Super Bowl, right? Nothing else happened at the weekend. It wasn't <laughs> Roma Juve, was there? No. Uh, so I, I don't even know what to make of this anymore because I felt like there were two... Didn't I predict it? Who said it? Yes, 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 yes. So you were correct. You were correct. You said two to zero. So full, full props to you. Boom. So I guess the thing is, immediately after the match, at least from my vantage point, I I, I saw two distinct sort of takes on this. I saw the oh look, Fonseca can't win another big match, and people bringing up his record against the top six, and then I had other people saying, well. Roma played relatively well. You had an extremely negative Juve that nobody really expected them to play in that manner. I, th- I think we would all admit that. Fonseca is that's all himself. Where do you come out on this? I'd be curious to hear. And then B, I saw people getting a bit, not angry. Angry is the wrong word. Maybe annoyed is probably more correct when Fonseca was discussing after the match how he was proud of his team, and then you add to that the the Instagram, the infamous Instagram post, because of of course, as anytime there seems to be drama, uh, social media almost every time comes into play. We had Vatitu who said we played on par with the champions. He ultimately ended up having to uh, disable comments. You had Borja, Majoral, who I, I forget what he said. Exactly, Andy. What did his post say? Because I saw him lumped in with the. Uh, I think it's the... pretty much he pretty much like said like you know we played as a team and the result didn't go our way or something like that. You know. Okay, so everything I just threw onto you. What do you think? Uh, because I I feel <laughs> like this this one there's more nuance to it because I think it is lazy just to say that oh look he lost another big match because I I do think that there were a lot of positives that you could take from it. Believe it or not. Usually, right. if I if you had told me it's going to end two to zero without having watched, I probably would have come on here and again done the uh, Stephen A. Smith yelled right. at you. Uh, <laughs> come on, come on, Andy <laughs> said stupid things. Yep. <laughs> but you know what? I think this was one where you had to sit on the couch and take it in because right. not all results are the same. Yep. Uh, certain two to zeros are different than others. Yep. And I don't know what has happened. May, you know, um, my ADHD uh, medication must be working, I don't know, a bit better today. I'm very positive right now. So I'm actually <laughs> going to draw a lot of positives from that, particularly uh, Gonzalo Villar. I thought he was very good. I thought he showed a ton of Mancini. maturity. Yeah, Mancini was very, very good. And I don't know about you. This new game system, I don't know if we'll see it going for, go, going forward. I don't think we will, at least. I really liked the extra man in the midfield. Now, of course, they struggled to score and create goal-scoring opportunities. The, the XG was 0. 0.5, 0. 0.6, depending on the website that you looked at. But 
I do think that this match is opposed to like the Atalanta one or the Napoli one. It's easy yeah. to lump this one in with those two. But again, yeah. uh, not all losses against these big teams are the same. And I think we have to have a nuanced discussion about that because that's what it requires. And this one was different, I guess, is what I'm trying to say in my very long-winded manner. Right. And uh, for me, the opening should be Pirlo is a fraud. Um, he's a fraud. <laughs> he's a fraud. He, he, you know, he's he'll always be a fraud, and he's a fraud, and he's a fraud manager. And his is is um the the way he played against us was embarrassing. Um, I wasn't going to bring up the thesis, but I had it ready in case we wanted to go down that path. <laughs> I the don't thesis, want to, but I'm just saying God. if we did go. No, down no, that I know. Path, I had. It I ready. know we have that. We have that PDF right right in front yes. of us. But um, uh, listen. To be uh, to be Juventus and to have uh, those players out there play like uh, like some sort of <laughs> like some sort of Urich led team like some I mean Genoa oh, against man. Napoli did better um, and it, I mean the differences aren't that that big you know between 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 those two teams and those two showings um, Juve won. Because of quality, and now here I have exactly. a pr- exactly. here I here comes the problem where I have w- where some because I can understand there is frustration with you know seeing the manager say you know we we played on par with the champions or you know we this is we have to remember that this is Juve um, and and you know fans calling upon the mentality you know oh this is the unacceptable uh, ment- yeah exactly the mentality. Uh, <laughs> The, oh, the mentality, the, the, you know. You would never know that he's Portuguese with that. <laughs> you would think yes. he's a Russian mobster who moved to yeah. Portugal and then moved to to to, to Rome. I think, I think, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what he did in in Ukraine, man. I mean, that's uh, that's <laughs> where he found his girl, you know, um, being a Russian mobster. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's to me, it's ridiculous to be here and talk about mentality, where mentality in this match at least had very little to do. Um, because you saw a team push forward. I mean, you had Bruno Perez racing in and just, you know, just causing havoc and and creating chaos, um, pushing forward no matter what, you know, like some sort of Rambo. Um, But this game, the difference maker was uh, Juve have Ronaldo. Roma don't yeah. have Ronaldo. Juve have... Roma have Paolo Lopez, yeah? Roma have Paolo Lopez, who uh, with four shots, he, he lets in three of them. Uh, so that's that's the difference. The difference is they have Szczesny, they have, uh, they have superior quality, not even based on wages, but just superior quality when you're Juventus you can have that much quality you can have you know Kulusevski coming off the bench while Roma uh, have to put on uh, Bruno Perez or Carles Perez that says it all Um, and in that match I don't want to hear anything other than Juve has Ronaldo because that's what that's what it comes down to is Roma you know we sat here and we said we want to see Roma play we want to see Roma uh, try and create something. We want to see Roma go in with an attitude. Roma went into this game with an attitude. Um, they just lacked that final touch. And it's definitely not easy when 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 you have uh, Bonucci and Chiellini on their best day. Um, you know, when, when you have a, a team 
that parks the bus with that much quality. Um, and then you have to rely. I mean, we, what, what did we have? Did we have like 14 corner kicks? So that the you, shots on goal was astounding. It, it was the, the, shot, the shots astounding. on goal is, is, is one thing, but we had 14 corner kicks, I believe. And uh, to me, that's that just shows you that this was a team that tried to push forward, just that it lacked quality in the final touch. You never managed to really put um, Juve in, in a dangerous position. Um, you, you, the only time then you allowed them to is when you had Ronaldo with his quality, with his talent, um, and then obviously you had Paulo Lopez doing the rest. So for me, this is, you know, there are there are negative losses. This is a neutral loss. It's a loss that I expected, but at least. I, I saw a team that um, tried till the very end to do something with, with what they had. Uh, Pellegrini, not there. Dzeko, um, when he came on, I thought he was on vacation in, yeah, uh, in, in some we, tropical yeah. island. I was going um, to bring that up. There's yeah. a couple of things, negatives, and that was one of them, man. I mean, he looked... Could that guy have cared any less? Yeah. Yeah. It no. was... <laughs> You you and you you know you you put him on the 60th minute or so and and you think okay Borja couldn't get it done because he's just he just wasn't able to get through those two big logs right in front of him uh, maybe Jacob will will make the difference against the tired Juve um, and I I thought you know you have Borja Mayoral putting all the effort in the world and not having an impact and then you have uh Jekyll not putting all the effort in the world and uh, also not having an impact so of the two i will always choose the first one um mm. and and to me that's it this is this was a sort of a decimated roma um you know that had a lot of problems a lot of inexperience uh, it can happen you know with with the mistakes that Ibanez makes or Kumbula um, Mancini was great Mancini was I I would Very love good. to have more players really act from the first minute to the last minute play and act like Mancini tough you know uh, relentless um, it was that was to me those are are positives that there was a team that tried to do something it just you can do whatever you want, but when it comes to quality, when it comes to talent, um, it's it's very, very, very hard to overcome uh, these types of opponents. Yeah, so I made the mistake. I, I don't know if you did, um, but I I utilized my Sky Sport uh, subscription after the match. I never watched the post-match, but uh, since they basically take me out to the shed for what, their subscription cost is i figured you know what <laughs> might as well take advantage of it this time um why not i'll i'll punish myself i'm a glutton for punishment let, let, let me see what let me see what the temperature gauge is of these third parties and sort of the media in general as to uh, what their view of this was uh, first off you said it about pirlo they were praising this guy like he um, like he put on a tactical masterclass right. against Roma. Come on, spare me. You said it. Uh, yesterday is the difference between a club that can afford Ronaldo and one that has uh, Carlos Perez coming off the bench. And I think it really is that simple. I don't think it's fair 
to hold this one in the same regard as, again, Atalanta, Napoli, those, you could find plenty of fault in Fonseca. And trust me, I, I, I will happily go along with that because I, I, I do. And think you did. <laughs> yes. And, and there are, and I, I think we would be naive to just admit that he has no fault and nothing to improve on. I think that would be silly. There, there's plenty of things he can improve upon. What happened against Juve, though? What to me, it's just one of those things. There's nothing you could do. There was nothing that could, and they could have played that for another two hours, and I don't think Roma would have scored. Right, and, and also if if Roma had Chesney in goal instead of Paul Lopez, that ends zero exactly, to zero. Exactly. So there were a couple of negatives. We already mentioned Jekyll. I want to talk about Paul Lopez though because. We talked about it in the Patreon, uh, the WhatsApp group, and it turned into this who's going to be the next goalkeeper sort of discussion. And frankly, I, I couldn't care less as to actually who it is, as long as it's not this. I, I, I mean, this this feels like, okay, so we support Roma. So clearly all of us, wherever you live in the world, whatever religion or non-religion you do or do not follow, clearly we all did something in a former life. So we're starting from that premise. But this goalkeeper situation, since Alisson departed, it feels as if we've gone past the, have we um, parked the car on an Indian burial ground? Mm-hmm. This yeah. is... We're past we're, the we're, shining, yes. Yeah, we're, we're way past that. We're way past that. I mean, this feels as if the footballing deities, whatever they may be or look like, it feels like somebody in the midst of us, some Roma support, maybe it was me, maybe it was you, I don't know, really pissed them off. Because when it comes to this goalkeeper situation, it is astonishing. I think you would have more luck. You know, so for anybody who watches like the NBA, sometimes they'll do skits where they have like an animal pick uh, at random who the winner will be like. For the Super Bowl, sometimes they'll have like a, a you know, a, a dog eat right. out of a bowl. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah, who the winner yeah. will be. Like in the World I, Cup, they had an octopus a few yes, years Yes, exactly. Back. You had the octopus at the World Cup not so long ago. I feel like, Andy, if we went that route in choosing the next goalkeeper, I feel as if the success rate would be exponentially higher at Roma <laughs> than what yeah. we did or have been doing over the last few seasons. And you could even make the case, bes- besides Chesney and, and Alisson before that, Donny, a guy I love, but there was good Donny and there was bad Donny. Bad Donny was very bad. Goiko Chea, I mean, we could go down the list. Yeah, we, okay. we covered this in the in the throwback episode. Yes, okay. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Just so, terrible. Steck, Stecklenburg, yeah. But seriously, I, I, I have to ask, how does Roma continually, continuously do this? And the, and the funny part is, is... It was Petraki the one who did this with Paolo Lopez, a guy who most of us, or I would say the majority of Roma supporters, hold in fairly high regard. A guy that some were even calling for to return once Freakin acquired the club. So, I, listen, I'm not, I'm not here to, 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 to criticize Petraki. He's not the only one to make this mistake, but I, I for the life of me, cannot understand this. I mean, and I'm not even, listen, the the goal of Ronaldo was individual brilliance, of course. Although if you look at the still images of Paulo Lopez's uh, body shape positioning, it says everything. I don't know this goalkeeper situation is so bad. And if you look at save percentage, 
Um, I, I think of the list of eligible players uh, to make the list. There's either 22, maybe 23. Yeah, uh, Roma we're right two. there. Yeah, right. Yes. There. So, uh, so both Mirante and Paulo Lopez are in the bottom five to seven. And we're in of, top five exactly. with that. <laughs> exactly. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yes. So there's that. And then the other caveat I have to add to this is, and I, I know everybody was pointing out the XG after the match, and I, I understand it. So... Roma, when you remove the uh, the little table result, as we call it, against Verona, they've conceded 32 goals on the pitch, okay? Their expected goals against Andy, depending on the source that you're looking at, I've seen as low as 21.8, and I've seen expected goals against as high as 22.9. So, very small margin for error. So, basically, what that means is, Roma have conceded yep. 32 goals on the pitch. According to the statistics, what they should have conceded is 10 is less. Right, is, right, it's 10 less, 21 or 22, depending on the source that you look at. For me, and again, this is why not all results against these big clubs are the same, but when you, when you take Paolo Fonseca's record, it, it's easy, and I understand it, to levy as a criticism against him. But that says to me, Andy, that this team suffers in certain areas from individual mistakes and a lack of individual individual quality. And that was the difference on Saturday. And I don't think there is much more to evaluate beyond that. I think it just it starts right. and ends there. Yeah, well, it, it says a lot when you've conceded so much to, you know, both Spezia and Verona. And mm. it seemed like yeah. every shot it was goal. You know, every shot went in. Um, it speaks volumes of 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 player of of a goalkeeper that is very low in confidence. Um, this is not the Paulo Lopez that that Petraki brought in. Petraki no, brought in no. a pl a player that was uh, you know the third goalkeeper, third choice goalkeeper of the Spanish national team. Uh, a guy that was uh, that actually was one of the highest rated players uh, in terms of saves made in the in La Liga. Um, Year, a year prior to, to Roma getting him. Uh, so there were all the reasons to bring him in, you know. Um, he was agile. He, 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 he was really good. Um, and and now it's it's as if we don't have anybody. So it's even more admirable that we, we can sort of pull this whole thing together and, and stay afloat because... Um, and also, I just want to say that as uh, as soon as we started looking at Silvestri from from Verona um i believe he's he's like he's had very similar performances to Paulo Lopez i mean you look at the game yeah. we played and it's um it's a terrible performance you look at the recent game we played again terrible performance so. and he switched to to Mino Raiola within the last 2 weeks yes so it's so. <laughs> not exactly the recipe for success okay i mean Correct. it's uh i would love to have an octopus select our next goalkeeper Can because, we? i would love that because this is you know it's uh i mean sirigo i remember everybody was saying oh get you know get low cost sirigo this guy is having the worst year of his career yeah that list i refer to don't look at who's at the very bottom because yes. i'll give you a hint uh, you just mentioned his name yeah city yeah there, there you go i mean you and you cannot you by it's terrifying that you're fighting for top four and you're right there um, among teams that have really good goalkeepers, um, teams that have just good goalkeepers. 
and in teams that have so so goalkeepers, but that's enough. That's enough for them to move forward. And we're doing this with two goalkeepers that are just mentally out of it. Um that are, are are completely riddled with with injuries from week to week and it's scary you know the idea of going forward with this because when you look at the rankings you know the the, the goalkeepers that you know have the worst performances in, in in terms of saves are you know players like sirigu um goalkeepers from teams like crotone teams that concede so so much and at are at the lowest point in the table and you're Roma, you're you're up there. You can't have this. Um and I think that that would give you such a boost to just have somebody do a fairly decent job. Not not even brilliant, right. but just Completely fairly agree. decent. Just put, you know, make a save. At least give this team a chance because if at their first shot on goal, Juve had what? Two shots on goal? Is that Ooh, is yes. is yeah, they didn't have one after the their last shot on goal was in the forty first minute, and you 41. lost it, and you lost it two to nothing. So to me, that says so much about this game. You know, we we say statistics don't 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 count a lot, but but this game, man, it's so frustrating to see to see all those numbers that go against this team, and um, what what should have ended up as a as a, as a draw. Um, goes into the records as a as a as a loss, and that's very unfortunate. I you couldn't have said I couldn't have said it better than what you just elaborated on in terms of this. I don't really know again how this or because again when you add this result to the pile of bad results against the big teams, it does again give more ammunition against Paolo Fonseca. You can't deny that. But again, if you're not watching, you're just you're you're batching them all together. It's easy to 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 understand, I guess, why um, people are looking to go down this route uh, after this result. I guess my biggest fear is with these results against the big teams, Andy. So, just to sum everything up, against Juve, Inter, Milan, Napoli, Lazio, Atalanta. Roma's record this season is zero wins, three draws, and four losses. Their goal difference is negative 12, so minus 12. Versus the rest of the Serie A, Roma is 12 wins, one draw, and one loss. And, of course, that loss is because of the Verona. Right, so it's it's not really a loss. But the goal difference is plus 21. Really. Unbelievable. It it should be, yeah, it, it should be 24 because of, uh, again, Verona. So, listen, the big match thing does concern me. It bothers me. And it is a valid criticism. It absolutely is. My fear, though, is, Andy, is the more that you start to get these negative results against the big teams, the more pressure you put on yourself against these smaller teams. Are you at all worried about this? Because, again... We're not using this as a criticism necessarily against Fonseca. I'm more so worried about the team and from a mental point of view, if you go into these matches defeated, essentially, whether it's, you know, before the match even starts from a from a mental point of view, you, you have in the back of your head that the odds of us winning this are very, very small. I again, from an outsider's perspective of this, if I were a player, 
it would feel as if the pressure against the rest, you know, the Crotone, Spezia, so on and so right. forth, it puts that much more pressure on those sort of matches. So I feel like at some point they just have to win one to to give themselves some breathing space. Something. Right, right. Right. So are you and, at all worried that the the worse this record gets against the big teams? Because, listen, it, it's being used as like a cudgel over the head of Fonseca. You don't like Fonseca? Oh, well, his, big, his record against the big team sucks. I understand it. I think I've used it on here before. I totally get it, especially after a negative performance like the one we saw against Atalanta, Napoli. There's a few that you can right. use, you know, over the last almost two years against Fonseca. The one from last night you cannot use against it because that was I again all things considered I thought it was a relatively good performance and they should and could have gotten something out of it, but I guess again I pose this to you: the worse this record gets, are you worried that the level that they have been maintaining against these smaller sides becomes a bit insurmountable or too difficult to keep up? Because again, twelve wins, one draw, one loss, and it's not even a loss, so technically zero losses. It seems like it's it's a tall order or a, a tall request to ask them to keep that up. Well, I I have no reason to believe that that, that they'll lose focus because clearly you know the way they go into these matches against you know um, smaller teams like 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 Bologna and Crotone they go in and 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 they know what to do and uh, we can we can look at other teams doing the complete opposite you know i mean exactly you, ha- you have some teams that really play well against the, the the bigger sides but then you know like napoli against genoa against uh, spezia um atalanta losing their heads against torino so these things these matches are not easy at all but roma seem to be they seem to have an understanding of how to approach these games and so far, I can't say I will doubt them. Uh, obviously, it's it's deflating because I think there is sort of uh, they're starting to grow a, sort of a bit of a lack of mutual confidence between the defense and the goalkeeper. Because when we talk about Olsen, um, Olsen, Olsen had a shitty defense. I mean, that year, Very. the final year of Di Francesco, the second year of Di Francesco started off awful um and it, because nobody seemed to be on the same page everybody performed terribly and so Olsen was just you know another another piece to the terrible puzzle um and and obviously then was was moved to the the bench but here you know it's natural sometimes for the defense to make mistakes this defense is young can be inexperienced at times, can make mistakes, but usually they're aggressive. They do things right, but it's also in their right to occasionally make mistakes. You know, let somebody slip by, um, put a fr- put put a foot wrong, in, you know, somewhere, and and get a foul or something. Um, but it's the goalkeeper's duty to to in those instances fill them with confidence. It it works both ways. You can't have the defense just being there constantly for the goalkeeper and the goalkeeper being on vacation. Um, it's it's a bit like Inter. Inter are, 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 are finding their footing, but it's it, 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 they have a great, great defense that somehow manages to hide 
Handanovic's shortcomings, and so far he's done very little to 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 give back that that same level of of, of confidence. And um, with Roma, you don't have that much quality in terms of of defense. You have sometimes Smalling is out. Uh, sometimes Mancini is is a bit too eager, a bit too aggressive. Um, Ibanez gets a bit too far forward. Uh, Kumbula a bit too slow on the turn. But it's okay to to have, you know, situations where the opponent puts you in a tight spot. But at at the end of the day, you have the, the sport of football is played with a goalkeeper because the objective is to protect your own goal. And when your goalkeeper just starts letting every single ball in, then you really have to just give up. And and to me, that's the that's the biggest concern is when will the team come to a point where it, the the lack of confidence um, just transpires to a point where the performances stop you know when you just see that oh my god in order to win a game even against like of spezia you have to score four goals in order to you know avoid comeback because this guy can't save anything um you know that's to me that's the worrying aspect of it save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get 16 ounce packs of flavorful angus 90 lean ground sirloin for 4.99 each with a digital coupon then buy two get two free on 12 packs of delicious coca-cola pepsi or 7-up all with your card shop these deals at your local kroger today or tap the screen now to download the kroger app to save big today Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. So that's exactly what I was going to pose to you is how how do you do this moving forward? Because the margin for error now, again, is becoming smaller and smaller. These matches against the smaller teams, infinitely more important. I don't know how you continue to use Paulo Lopez. It, it, It... it just seems like right, but this wait, but this is we we were saying that with Mirante, we yeah, there was a point where we came exactly. after the Atalanta game and we said I don't know how we can go forward with Mirante. Well, that's exactly what I was going to pose. What do you do? Because I don't know, I, <laughs> Andy. There were people saying, "Try Fusato." Wow, <laughs> is that? Is that the point we're at? How long the, this guy has been on Roma's payroll? I believe for the last three to four years, and, and he's been called up to the Brazilian national team. Yes, before. and How he hasn't he had that. He hasn't had a single performance in 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 Serie apart from I believe the Juve game. The Juve won last, of, uh, last yeah. night. Come on, man! The masterclass against <laughs> Juve's uh, uh, Serie team. team. Yeah, yeah, it's true. I mean, it's. And also, when he went now, he went uh, on loan. No, and he didn't play. <laughs> didn't play. So this guy, I mean, it's um, this is even bigger question mark. It's it's very very difficult to me as to find out what the hell uh, is up with this and and is if there is even a solution because this requires this puts Roma in a spot where they really have to perform 100% every time they go in into into you know Udinese Benevento you cannot let up it's it's a it's an absolute must but you know we're not here asking for Alisonesque performances out of the likes of Mirante who's you know 37 um Paul Lopez who's really had a tough tough time at Roma we just want them to 
to play okay. You know, like Mirante did under Ranieri. Remember when Olsen? Right, right. When I, I mean, for us, Mirante in those 12 games was, you know, was the new Yashin. He, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we were so, we were like, oh my God, you can make a save every once in a while? Is that allowed? Because that that's what he was doing. He was playing okay. He was just doing a fairly decent job, keeping the team afloat when possible. That's all you need right now is to at least save that first shot on goal so that your defense know you're there, you're ready. You mentioned it. The thing with Paulo Lopez, it's not even necessarily... Uh, yes, the, the the goals themselves that he concedes. I mean, he makes a ton of mistakes. You can tell, though, it is it is... It's mental with him. But if you look at the shots conceded charts, I mean, it's not as if Roma are having these major and consistent laps in their defense, Andy, and they're conceding high-quality goal-scoring chances to the opponent. If that was the case, I would say, you know what? We need to change things up. You need to remove Ibanez and bring Kumbula into the fold or something. At least in that regard... You would you would almost feel better from the standpoint of oh okay this is what the the data is telling to us. With this, it is so abundantly clear that you're conceding not even high quality chances and medium quality is probably even too much of a compliment. You're, you're you are conceding shots that sixty to seventy five percent of the time on average this sort of shot would be saved. But you have a goalkeeper, Andy, who, as you just said, if you concede one shot, for me, it doesn't even matter where it's from. You have very little confidence in him being able to save it comfortably. And the worst part is the solution to him is a guy who is at the same level in terms of save percentage and conceding goals on very low percentage opportunities. So moving forward, I, I don't even know what you do. I don't know. Th- there's no way to resolve that. You can't you can't tell your defense to it's not as if you can go to Kumbula, Mancini, whoever and say, hey, listen, we need to start <laughs> conceding these chances further out. I, I mean, they're already conceding very low percentage opportunities. So I, I guess to end here, I, I don't even know what you do. There's no solution. There really isn't, yep. other than maybe divine inter- divine intervention. Intervention, yes. Beyond yeah, exactly. that, I, I don't even know how how you even remotely alter your tactics to suit this because no 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 tactic in the world is meant uh, to prevent a, a guy shooting for forty yards and your goalkeeper to let it slip through his hands. Uh, Paul Lopez, man, <laughs> it, it's just it, it is mind numbingly painful how bad and how just not confident he looks i i guess here here here's how it went do you think he can recover because if you look at him how he is now andy i i have to tell you that mistake he made in the derby against lazio with the with the with the header where he, yep. he fluffed it and made the the, the where the you are mistake. in complete control yeah Co- andy complete control of that match one of Total. the few games, yeah, by Fonseca in a big in a big game where you were in complete control, one hundred percent control, and it seems like that moment wasn't just a a mistake. Listen, uh, Alison, one of the best that I've seen in my you know my thirty years of life, 
even look at what he did at the weekend, okay? Mistakes happen from goalkeepers. It is human nature. It's a human nature for a striker, for a midfielder to make mistakes. The only problem is when you're a goalkeeper, you make a mistake, it leads to a goal, and you potentially losing a match. We're, we're past that. Do you know how many bad goalkeepers we've seen at Roma? If you're older right. than, I don't know, seven, you've seen quite a few, okay? So this... This isn't a new, a, a new phenomenon, okay? And hey, even Chesney had had a rough patch yeah, at the Roma. the first season, man. Yeah, oh. I mean, Kievo against uh, who was it? Uh, Bate Borsov, where he, he has it, yeah. where he has he, a goal from fifty yards out on a bounce uh, right. underneath his legs. Yep. Listen, yep. listen, we can live with mistakes. It's not even mistakes, Andy. But it seems what happened in the derby to him was more than that. That seemed like the catalyst for. His Roma like time, a mental, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, not even that. Just like from yeah. him, from from him personally, like a mental collapse. And I don't want to make light, obviously, of any sort of mental health issues. But I almost wonder if, from a mental standpoint, that moment completely just annihilated him. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's tough to figure out what next. Um, this, I mean, you're asking of the defense to play pitch perfect every time. I mean, you right. really would need divine intervention, though. That, you know, like that scene in Pulp Fiction where the guy comes out of the closet and starts shooting, and he shoots all, all around them, and and they say, "Oh my God!" You know, this this is divine intervention. You would need opponents to shoot like that. I mean, you have to. Uh, it, it's impossible, and. And you will f- you will find yourself in situations where the difference maker is the goalkeeper. A good goalkeeper, you know. I mean, Alisson in that year at Roma, that full year where he played, and it was the greatest thing in the world. That game against Atletico Madrid, man. It, it yeah. should go down in history. And that save against Sampdoria with yes. Caprari just turning into Messi and trying to put the ball like right under the crossbar, and he gets into it. I mean, it's just... Um, incredible, and and at the same time, I'm not asking of that. You know, I don't need Paulo Lopez to. I know that he cannot give me 15 points by himself because that's what Alisson gave us that year. You know, yes. in the league, it was like 15 points, like something like that. It was just crazy, unbelievable. Um, Paulo Lopez could just give me three, three, mm. four. I you know just just give me give me some points, give me a, a reassure me because. Um, Again, uh, you know, I don't know how many times I'm, I have to say this, but this season in particular, when, you know, with all the teams, everybody's inconsistent. You know, everybody's having trouble. Everybody's having injuries. Everybody's having COVID cases. Uh, everybody has ups and downs. Atalanta go from just have you know looking like uh, you know an incredible, incredible team to looking very beatable in the second half against a, a depleted Torino team. Um, Napoli, you know, just a mess all over the place. Antonio Conte um, being questioned one game to being hailed the new Caesar, the next one. Um, so it's it's very weird. And then you have Pierlo the fraud. Um, it's very weird. It's, <laughs> it, it's a very weird time, but that's why it's so important to have everybody perform and contribute a little and mistakes happen. But man, oh man, can we use? Uh, could we use a goalkeeper that just gives us, you know, a feeling of okay, he the defense doesn't have it. Okay, he can have it. You know, he can turn it on tonight. Um, right now, we don't have that. Lastly, somebody posed this to me uh, in a direct message right before we started recording, and I'd be curious to hear your opinion on this. 
they said, well, how come nobody went out of their way to defend Spalletti like they do Fonseca? It, it is an interesting perspective on things. I hadn't considered it. I'll throw it to you. Do you think that's actually true? I'm, I have to, I, I mean, I must live in a different reality because besides a few Twitter accounts, who's defending Fonseca? I mean, do, I wake up every morning and I see countless articles saying, oh, Fonseca is under speculation. Fonseca is at risk. Uh, Fonseca, Fonseca. Fonseca himself said that he 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 he's felt like he's under you know under uh, investigation since day one. Um, Spalletti was a great coach, but at his second time at Roma, he found himself you know, and we don't want to talk about it, but it's impossible to separate the two because the moment right, he stepped right. in, the whole Totti thing became a thing because he refused to you know to to risk a result in the name of Francesco Totti he he refused to uh, let Totti take over uh, a match because he just wanted to take the win home and and i think those are completely different situations and i don't see this 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 huge backing from anybody of, of Fonseca Fonseca is is constantly being put next to the names of Allegri um, this whole thing with Jekyll blew up in his face uh, a number of times. And um, I just think, you know, this is this is stuff that we always, because, again, Spalletti, the whole opinion seems now to change. Now people, all of a sudden, I never saw, you know, so much adoration for Spalletti. And um, I, exactly I'll probably... exactly where I was going with it. Yeah, I'll it's probably how things see, change with time. Exactly. I mean, right now we have people calling for him. And, you know, when I was asking for him after the terrible uh, Di Francesco experience, I was like, people were saying, oh, are you crazy? Him a third time? No way. And now it's like the second coming of, of, of whatever. And and um, it's, you know, I can't and, and I'm pretty sure that whole thing with Fonseca will change um, as soon as you realize that. Uh, a lot of the names that you have in mind are not realistic options. Um, and then the whole opinion will change again. And so I think these are, you know, it's it's a very tough situation and very different uh, teams. Spalletti was managing a whole different team. You know, Spalletti was managing a, a, a team that had, uh, you know, a much, much better quality than these guys and, and um, different circumstances, different requirements. It's it's I think it's it's complicated. What do you think, Johnny? I do think a lot of the people calling for Spalletti now were undoubtedly the ones whistling, having a go at him when he wouldn't put. Uh, how old was Totti at the time? Sixty nine, sixty nine year old Totti on against Genoa. You know, against I don't know, whoever. Um, it is interesting. Um, again, I I think time heals a lot of wounds, so to speak. So. I guess I can understand why right. people would be so adamant for him. I guess I find the whole thing, again, very curious only because this was a guy that was basically told to go do one after getting, at least from a points perspective, attaining one of the highest points in all of Roma's history yep. uh, and coming you know, super, super close to a Scudetto. But that did not seem to matter then. Exa exactly. It? exactly. It did exactly. not. That wasn't the priority for a lot of people. And now it seems like that's being reevaluated. So 
to me, it's always like that, you know, with coaches like Zeman. Zeman, when he oh, came in, sorry. everybody, he's, a, he's the magician, you know, he's, he's got it figured out. And now the perception of him is of an old man who smokes way too much and has no idea of how to play modern football. Um, so it, it, I, I, everything changes. Every, opinions change all the time. Yeah, and I listen. I I don't think I've ever discussed it on here, but I think there's a very particular. We've joked about like Romanisti 1.0, 2.0, so on and so forth. I think there is a very particular sort of Roma supporter who they're the ones they have that banner. You just mentioned Zeman. They have the banner that says "We're not slaves to the results," and then they'll be on social media within you know 20 minutes you know, decrying, uh, right. Paolo Fonseca, what are you doing? We need to get Spalletti in here immediately. I find the whole conversation very curious. I find it sort of, well, <laughs> John, do, you, do we remember, do we remember that how, how Luis Enrique was treated? Oh Luis yeah. Was if, you were, treated, if you were a real man, you would quit now. Yeah. Luis Enrique was treated like, like a dumb schoolboy who had no right. business coaching. And Zeman was brought in to bring back excitement <laughs> to yeah, the team. And then Luis Enrique even... goes on and wins the Champions League. That's to me, that's the summer, the perfect encapsulation exactly. of of what it really feels like to 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 be a fan of Roma is to see the guy that everyone's pointing fingers at and saying, Oh, look at it, look how crap he is, look how bad he is at coaching a team that has such a potential. Piris, Jose Angel, you know, oh, and then let's have Boyan. this magician. Come on, man. Yes, let's have then Zeman. Look at what he's gonna do. And then Zeman goes into the crapper, and Luis Enrique goes on and wins the Everything. Champions League. Yes. Okay, well, I, I don't think we can end it any more uh, appropriately than that. I love this. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, well, that was today's therapy session. Hopefully that lasts you for the next three to four days when we will be back ahead of the match against Udinese. Everybody have a good week. Thank you for tuning in. We will talk to you soon. Ciao. Ciao. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done you know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.